Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Tea Talk. I'm your host, Anastasia K. Mungai. So today I want to talk about something that I've been really thinking about. Because, you know, people have been asking me why I choose to educate my audience on sex. So I thought, why not talk about the importance of talking about sex with your peers? And, like, it's important for us to be open about sex, even with our adolescent children and um, our children just in general, basically. So sex is an important part of life. And it's just basically how we reproduce, right? So why not include sex education in schools? Why? Why? It's just as, as important as mathematics, as English, because we tend to use it every day of our lives. But it is just evident. It is now evident more than ever that we need to have more dialogue between parents and caregivers and adolescent children on sexual education and reproductive health. Because basically, look at the HIV rates in Kenya. They are spiking because even children who are 13 are being diagnosed with HIV, meaning they are having sex. That is just basic information. So if that is what is happening out there, meaning we are not educating our kids on sex and sexual education, okay? So um, it's, it's, it's imperative that we tell the kids what reality holds for them in the future. So um, in most traditional African societies, sexual and reproductive health topics are seldom discussed in family settings. So openly speaking about sexuality and sexual relationships is is just considered taboo. (laughs) So in many cultures, as a result, several nuclear family members never ever have conversations around sex topic as such so only those considered to be ready for marriage are given advice on how they are expected to conduct themselves in their marriages so they would bring a woman and that woman would an old lady would teach you on what is expected of you in a marriage or from a man so that's basically it they do not do that for younger ladies because it's just considered wrong in an african traditional society which um we're remaining backwards for that we're remaining backwards so in the contemporary settings more often than not people learn about sex and reproductive health by virtue of being engaged in relationships or with the opposite sex uh, or through your peers or through public health education or friends or you know relatives so it's very 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 important that when we are giving these children uh information you have to make sure that it's accurate so that information has to really really be accurate for us to ensure that they do what is needed the correct way so i wanted to talk about the realities of adolescent phase because i don't think we really understand what it means so um, i'm going to touch on that because um, during adolescence individuals go through a phase of exploration and transformation which revolves around their physical and emotional states so during this time adolescents start making decisions regarding their lives including engaging in sexual activity and any kind of um, emotional activity sometimes they the emotions get the best of them so they end up doing things they, they did not actually want to do okay so at this stage they are likely to experiment with sex including unprotected sex which is what we're trying to avoid guys okay that that really puts them on risk of unwanted pregnancies and std that is just it so according to the world health organization unprotected sex is listed amongst the behaviors that endanger the health of adolescents children both in the present and in their future 
so it really really does affect them don't think that it's, it's not it's affecting them now and in their future if you do not do this with the growing demand from adolescent kids on sexual and reproductive health and rights information it is imperative that what they receive is not only comprehensive but very much so accurate so in order to bridge the existing information gap there is a need to actively talk and um, use trusted channels to actually give the information out there okay so that's basically what we need to find out how to do that so that being said this this kind of initiatives can be used at home the popular saying goes charity begins at home so if you know that saying what does it mean so it means that both your parents and your caregivers need to begin the process at the earliest opportunity possible we need to start the earliest the more you could understand the better so um, I want to just tell my parents and my caregivers, why is it important for you to be involved in sexual education on your adolescent children? Why? So a study conducted in Namibia showed that parental participation is, is the provision of sexual education, which means is that it's very important for you to be involved in teaching your kids about sex. Since the parents play a bigger role in the terms of socialization, that's if I'm staying with you, we are socializing a lot. That means it's easier for me to talk to you about issues that surround sex, okay? However, Parental participation is influenced by adequacies in sexuality information and cultural practices, attitudes towards sexual education and parent-to-child relationships, okay? So where barriers exist, chances of any meaningful contribution to preventing risky sexual behaviors amongst adolescents are considerably minimized. So building parent and child relationships to create an environment to enhance positive communication regarding sexuality amongst adolescents is very important. Though faced by sustainability challenges, community programs are providing platforms to cultivate such initiatives. So I'm really glad that other initiatives have come up to teach our children about sex because it is very important. It is imperative to their future. So with society changing rapidly and some cultural norms actually fading away, it is prudent that parents and caregivers provide their children with information on life skills including sexuality that's basically it this will build the children's awareness of sexuality issues decision making which often has lifelong impacts for example staying in school and human capital development promoting safe and healthy sexual behaviors among children actually translate to protecting their future and thus this should be embraced with the family setting we need to really embrace it because you are protecting your kid from in the future and actually building them in the future so as a society the effort to involve parents and caregivers in sexual education should be a social routine and at a family level okay so as you can see sexual education is very important and it's as important as any other subject our children have to be protected sexually and everything we need to tell them why and what's good behaviors what are the good sexual behaviors so i hope you've enjoyed this segment i have enjoyed making it i hope that you'll be open-minded to talking to your children about sex and um just informing them what is important what is not important and um i just hope this changes because it it is best for us to talk about it and inform them on what is right 
and you'll see them making really informed decisions from A to Z. So I am so happy that you took time to listen to my podcast, guys. I want to say thank you to all my supporters because so far I have really, 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 really had really strong supporters and I'm really happy that that has happened. I have been your host, Anastasia K. Mungai, and please do join me next time as I, you know, tackle another interesting topic. So thank you so much. Peace out. See you next time.